Should we try recording? Oh, it's working. Wow, what if this mic sounds really good and we get addicted to it? I'm worried that our followers are going to get addicted to it. It's not really us mm-hmm. that I'm worried about. Mm-hmm. I'm watching it. I don't have any vices. The light turns red. You don't? No. Can't really. <laughs> I quit drinking and I'm just looking for new thrills all the time. Right. Found any good ones yet? Trying to beat yellow lights. Oh. Um, I think I'm going to learn how to drive stick. That's... <laughs> That's an addiction. <laughs> Learning to drive stick. Because then I'll talk about it all the time. Yeah, because it's tough. <laughs> yeah. That's the thing. I could never learn to drive stick because I would never shut up about it. True. <laughs> like, it's never been relevant to a conversation that I can operate a backhoe, but <laughs> way too many people know that about me. <laughs> <laughs> it's like name dropping. Yeah. <laughs> Skill dropping. Skill dropping, yeah, that's a thing. <laughs> I'm a stupid bitch. I'm a stupid bitch. I am a stupid bitch. I am a stupid bitch. I was thinking about name dropping the other day. Yeah, it's just like when someone brings up the fact that they were like a really good athlete or something in conversation, yeah. you're like, there's no natural way for us to come to this. My favorite one to drop into ca- ca- casual conversation for no mm-hmm. reason is, yeah, I was popular in high school. <laughs> <laughs> Does anyone want to hear about me being a co-president of my high school prom committee? <laughs> That's a good one. (laughs) I was thinking about name dropping the other day and because not that it's ever gonna happen to me that anyone of any like worth or note is gonna think that I'm cool. But you know when you you meet people that are like considered cool or famous in like the extremely niche circles that you run in and then because they're not truly famous you have easier access to them. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And they're yeah. famous to you. Yeah. So you, you're really excited <laughs> and nervous, right? But how do you avoid the tendency? There could probably be nothing more embarrassing than name dropping and the other person being like, who? Yeah. That's happened to me before. Has that ever happened to you? I'm sure. I'm sure. But now that I've been on the other side and heard other people do it, name drop, because I've never really spent a lot of time around people that are like more famous and connected than me until like probably in the last year. Yeah. But now that I've heard those people name drop actual famous people, I'm like, oh, this sounds bad. Yeah, it's, it's ugly. How do I avoid it's this? <laughs> it's not How do cute. I make sure I never do this? I just never talk about anything. It's always someone completely random too, you know? Yeah. Like, why are you telling me about all the times you hung out with Cara uh, Delevingne? Yeah. <laughs> like, no one cares. <laughs> like, yes, I know who you're talking about, but I don't understand why that's cool. Aside from that, I know who you're talking about. Yeah, like... It's not cool to me because I don't care about them. The odds of me caring that you met that person are pretty low. Right. You know? The only time 
you would know that the person was going to care is if they were already talking about that celebrity and then you're like, oh, I've met them, which is like not a good look. Yeah, I was flipping shit when like Rob and Brett from Dub and Awful were talking about streaming with Trissy Mattel. Yeah. That's only chill. That's only cool to like, like a handful of yeah. people. Yeah. It gets even way like boils down to even far more niche than that, obviously. Yeah. But <laughs> who's like the most uncool, technically famous person you've ever interacted with? Uncool? Like nobody would care that you've met them literally ever. But they're technically famous or rich or whatever. Mm, Robert Munch. That's cool. Okay. Because <laughs> <laughs> here's why where, where I struggled with concept because <laughs> Sylvester Stallone held the door open for me and my mom in Montreal one time. But I think Sylvester Stallone is very cool. And nobody else does. <laughs> <laughs> Mike thought it was cool. <laughs> Most noticeable feature, he was only slightly taller than my mom. Than your mom? Yes. She's shorter than you. I know. (laughs) He's a small person. Wow. I was a child, so. Yeah. I was shorter than him, which was a good look for him at the time. (laughs) That's honestly a good look for him. Thank God you were a child. (laughs) (laughs) Well, who's the uncoolest famous person that you've met? Like the bare naked ladies. Yes, that doesn't, that's no not cares. No, no. Like, no one would ever care. One time when I was like 20, there was like this rapper called Shad. Yeah. And he like came and played a show at my university. And the drummer from his thing was like, tried to name drop. And he was like, yeah, I used to be the drummer for Chaos. And I was like, oh, like crab in a bucket. Sounds really cool, man. Like, he's try- <laughs> trying to hit on me. And I just remember, I was like blacked out drunk because this met such an independent state. I'm an ally. Um, but. <laughs> <laughs> it's also why I went home with Met Such and Die. Uh, <laughs> which is also how I learned it was Met Such an Independence Day. I was in Halifax. Um, <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> okay, but he. He's like, yeah, I used to be the drummer for Chaos. And he's like explaining all this shit to me. And I was like, okay, well, I'm not a star fucker and you're not a star. (laughs) So I don't care. Rip. (laughs) So bad. Mm. Mm. How are you? I am good. Started Mm. a new job this week, so. Hell yeah. That's, That's positive. Employment heads in the chat. Hell yeah. It's my birthday on Saturday. Very exciting. It's fine. I mean, so I have to hang out with my my fam. Yeah, I was going to ask you if you're doing anything for your birthday specifically. Going to dinner with my parents tomorrow. Mm-hmm. My sister, yeah. Yeah. Okay, yeah. that's nice. That's it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Bring my girlfriend so they can ask her questions and leave me alone. Hopefully. Oh, that's <laughs> the best. Yeah. <laughs> That'll be nice for me. <laughs> I don't even get that opportunity. My boyfriend is really the this, this strong, silent type, so people mostly just leave him alone. <laughs> also, adults don't ask me questions anymore. 
Yeah. Which is that's the, positive. the best. I don't know if I've just aged out of it or they know I'm not in university anymore and they know I like have a job, you know, they already asked me all their questions about doing comedy because my mom told them I'm a comedian. That's positive. I just feel like people always have a lot of questions for me. I think I must have been very rude at various occasions that people were asking me questions and now they just don't anymore. And I'm like, if this was what it took, I'm glad. (laughs) That's really exciting. My birthday is 12 days after your birthday. Yeah. 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 Less than two weeks. Well, Mm -hmm. I asked Mike for a pair of Birkenstocks and a sleep mask. Nice. Those are good gifts. I was really struggling um, with what to ask for because I don't have a lot of kitchen stuff. Yeah. For Christmas, I don't Kindle. Like, I don't like particularly want or need any clothes or makeup or anything like that. Yeah. So. So it's like, what do you get? Comfort. The girl who has it all. Exactly. <laughs> More comfortable items. <laughs> a nose job. <laughs> Are you joining a new gym? Yeah. Is it like Which is, is it really still exciting good? for me? Yeah, I'm actually okay. really enjoying it. Classes I like only. it a lot. Yeah, you can work out there right. during the day because they have classes in the morning and classes in the evening. Okay. So, and I will be working nearby to there. Nice. So I will be able to work out on my lunch. Oh, okay. That's good then. Yeah. If I just want to not do a class. Um, but I'm really enjoying, like I've always liked group fitness. I love doing yoga. I love doing spinning. I love spinning. Me too. They yeah. like boot camp and stuff. Mm-hmm. It's really fun. There's no men, which I love unless they're gay. That's positive. I know. Is that just by nature of the type of gym? I just think straight men don't do group fitness. No, they don't really. Which is fine, and the group element of it does nothing for me. One thing that I have noticed that I described to you earlier that's really weird was all, in all the classes that I attended, everyone in the class was ugly, and then the instructor was really hot. Yeah. And then last time, it just completely flipped, and everyone in the class was hot, and the instructor was not a lecturer. I know someone Someone else is telling me that everyone in the group fitness class is always hot, and the instructor is always ugly, so I feel like that's the common theme mm, okay i feel like everyone being ugly and the instructor being hot is the anomaly okay but maybe i'm wrong mm, yeah so that's been really fun yeah that's good i'm happy i did end my relationship with anytime fitness after Bye. <laughs> they kicked my boyfriend out and called the police on him well <laughs> <laughs> to be fair i know i know he deserved it <laughs> yeah anyways so of February. Yeah. We're coming off two holidays. One stat, one universally acknowledged. Yes, that's true. Valentine's Day. Mm-hmm. Not technically a holiday. No. Not technically. Is it only a holiday if you get the day off? Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, because people always say, like, Halloween isn't a holiday. Okay, but... Colloquially, it just means that a day that we mark differently than other days, right? Yeah, like it is a holiday, but yeah, yeah. We should get the day off for Valentine's Day. Yeah, yeah. To fuck. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> 
I really like Valentine's Day. We talked about this on the podcast last year. <laughs> yeah, we did. Yeah. It's a very controversial opinion that I have that I always, that I really like, like Valentine's Day. Mm-hmm. I like it. <laughs> Sorry, you like it? I like it too. I don't like making like a big deal out of it. Like I feel like that's the trap where it feels like a lot of pressure and like it's weird, but I like it. I think it's nice. Well, there are really only so many events that you can like splash out and spend a lot of money on. You know what? Maybe you're different than me and you have you have a lot of money, but <laughs> there are already three times a year when you gotta splash out on your partner, you know, Christmas, yeah. their birthday, and your anniversary. Right. Right? So Valentine's Day is just like a little silly, like extra appreciation day, in my opinion. That's how I see it too. Just be a little bit extra communicative about your affection and maybe do some gestures. Maybe a small gift. Yeah. You know? Yeah, but like, I don't know, because it's so close to my birthday. Mm -hmm. I always feel bad being like, I like Valentine's Day because then I'm like, you're pay- you have to pay so much attention to me for like the entire end of the month you know what I mean but I think it's nice it's like Valentine's Day and then it's my birthday and then it, like in this particular relationship my my our anniversary is right less than two weeks after my birthday yeah and you know what Mike should have fucking thought about that when he came to my birthday party last year <laughs> well that's what I'm saying exactly <laughs> It's a, it's can be a lot, which is also why you don't want to have to think about spend it. money at all those times. Yeah, I like Valentine's Day, and then people are like, "Oh, it's Singles Awareness Day," and it's like I understand. I've never had a problem with being single. Also, I will say though, for the last <laughs> yeah, I know that's funny. I this is my sixth Valentine's Day in a row <laughs> in a relationship, but it's my first ever Valentine's Day being in love. And that's what matters. (laughs) (laughs) I've never really celebrated Valentine's Day before, actually. Okay. I bought myself shit on Valentine's Day. That's nice. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Anything good? (laughs) Mostly, like... Underwear and, like, art supplies and stuff. Yeah. Pretty good stuff. Keeping the theme. Yeah, Yeah. For sure. I just made uh, Mike all of his favorite foods, but then I was, like, I do this all the time anyways, so. You gotta lower the bar. Yeah. Well, I mean dessert. Yeah. That makes it a special occasion. That makes it, that changes things. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I think that people who hate Valentine's Day are just, like deeply lonely which is like fine and then a lot of other people hop on the bandwagon because they just want to be haters i just don't like like widespread cynicism yeah you know like what is the point if you can be nice to people and you don't have to get excited about your crush or like be in a relationship or whatever but like You can do cute, stupid shit for your friends, too. Absolutely. That's fine. It's whatever you make of it. People just look for any opportunity to be negative, I think. It's... There's nothing more obvious than 
people being like, oh, I hate Valentine's Day. It's like, you're gonna love it next year when you have a boyfriend, you stupid bitch. Exactly. <laughs> Why don't you it. say what you mean? Which is, I don't like that I'm single, which is okay, but you don't have to be mean to other people about it. No. It's not my problem that you're single. No, and it's literally not an indictment of your character. No, it's people not. People date shitty people all the time. Don't worry about it. <laughs> we got an extra special edition of my downstairs neighbors fighting on Valentine's Day. I love that. I can't disclose on the podcast, but I finally found out what they were fighting about. On Valentine's Day or in general? In general, like what their ongoing domestic dispute is. Okay, we got a pause. So <laughs> bad. You see? Yeah, and um, you know, even if you even if you can't give a gift to a loved one, you can always give a gift to someone else <laughs> by finally letting them know what you're fighting about all the time. <laughs> you know what you can do? What? Even if you don't have a loved one, you can send a gift <laughs> to the significant other of someone you hate and really throw a wrench in their relationship. That's mean. <laughs> I'm sorry. There's, there's lots of ways. My you heart's full of evil. I just don't understand that, like, I'm going to get into my beef a little bit early here. Okay. I don't understand people who are like, Valentine's Day is a capitalist holiday. It's like, yeah, guess what? Every holiday is an excuse for fucking capitalism to worm its way in. Valentine's Day, unlike a lot of other holiday- holidays, doesn't have to be about that because gifts is only one fucking aspect of it aspect of like what it means to make a romantic gesture well people are like oh it's a hallmark holiday and it's like what does it even mean what i had an (laughs) anti-capitalist valentine's day not on purpose i just realized by accident by making a home meal yeah so not ordering food or going to a restaurant and um, printing off a homemade valentine on compu- on paper and ink that I stole from my workplace. So there you go. <laughs> Capitalism destroyed. Take that. <laughs> Local comedian destroys capitalism. <clears throat> You'll never guess how. <laughs> we should start putting clickbait titles on the podcast. We should. Hmm. Maybe this sweeps wasn't. <laughs> okay. Should we talk about stuff? Yeah. Okay. Let's start with getting right into it. Jamila Jamel and the Munchausen Dist Wars. Yes. It's a topic that's been on everyone's minds, I'm sure. Every time something comes up about Jamila Jamel... <laughs> I have to talk about it because I hated her really early on. <laughs> I hated her really early Do you on. you feel valid? Yes. Especially because one of the main defenses that Jamila Jamil stands, who like names her her to defend her whenever she's in the news, were using against me was all of her various illnesses and disabilities. So... If we can, we can count them all. She was in, what was she in the news for the first time we ever talked about her? I think it was when she was asking everyone to stop body shaming Trump. Yeah, it was. So she's doing her eating eating disorder disorder stuff. 
Yeah. And then it was when she didn't know about the Iraq war in 2019. In the hospital, recovering from something. That's what people said to me when I made fun of her for not knowing about the Iraq war. Because she was uh, in and out of a wheelchair and had an eating disorder, which apparently makes you incapable (laughs) of... Uh, processing news events <laughs> yeah. about a year a war that lasted literally eight years <laughs> <laughs> and then she was in the news for um getting thanked in her husband's album notes oh yeah and he did that whole interview about being a male feminist yeah we didn't talk about that one on the oh pod. no we didn't yeah. I just thought about it a lot personally. <laughs> <laughs> and it's going to be so amazing when I get paint in album. Because <laughs> yeah, I'm. All you have to do to be a musician is fuck a musician. Um... <laughs> and then most recently she was in the news for the queer thing, right? Yes. And then coming out in wake of receiving the hate about being the host of a, or one of the judges of a show about ballroom. Yeah. And then the Munchausen. That kind of spiraled into the Munchausen thing. Exactly. So (laughs) somebody who has a podcast, her name is Tracy. I think her name is Tracy Morris. She has a um, like she's blue checked on Instagram. She's a podcast that's all about pop culture. Publishes is really into Munchausen, and <laughs> which sounds weird, but it is very interesting. Here's Munchausen for Munchausen. <laughs> yes, Munchausen heads in the audience know uh, if you find this sort of thing interesting. Actually, no, this is a big spoiler. Never mind. DM me if you want a book recommendation about Munchausen. Um, <laughs> it's a fiction book. Uh, this is a spoiler. Yeah. Anyways, she published this whole story that was just basically a documented list of every medical problem or disability or ailment that Jamila Jamil has ever claimed to have. Right. And it was crazy. It was so extensive. It's like one person, she wouldn't be walking around if she had like all of these problems. Right. All at the same time. And then there was like a lot of... (laughs) kind of gaps in her story and stuff. But one of the main problems from the beginning was that she doesn't know how to log off. So she keeps going? Yes. Yes. So she argues... With people. With people online about this sort of thing, which ultimately only just digs her further into the ground. She's like, well, the details of my car accident don't line up because I was in two car accidents... 13 years apart. Damn. Okay. But, or something like that. She's in one when she was 13 and then one, like, sometime as an adult. Yeah. Yeah. People are like, if you were in two car accidents, why do you talk about being chased by bees in both of the stories? And then she was like, I was in two car accidents where the cause of the accident was I ran into traffic because I was being chased by a swarm of bees. Right, and it's like if that was true, 
you are the stupidest person. <laughs> what are you, a fucking cartoon character? <laughs> you can't get into <laughs> multiple tar accidents. <laughs> what, you get in three tar accidents because you slipped on a fucking banana peel? <laughs> I can't tell her this shit. I was so confused when Gloria told me that. Yeah. Like multiple tar accidents due to bees. You think they wrote bees on the police report? They don't allow bees in here. So she like took this chick who published the thing about her having Munchausen's to absolute task and was in her Twitter DMs for like 48 hours just incessantly typing paragraphs being like, I don't understand why you're attacking me and my disabled mom and brother. And it's like, she didn't say anything about your mom and brother. She did say some one thing about her mom. She did. Which was that Jamila and her mother are not on speaking terms apparently, but her mother's Twitter is like the same level of like seeming like she has a bunch of fake illnesses. Interesting. Yeah. That is kind of a bad sign. I don't know if she necessarily has Munchausen's I do think that she's probably a hypochondriac who doesn't know when to shut up. Fair. <laughs> I am always worried that people are going to think I have Munchausen's. I was, okay, so I was thinking about this when I was like, just, I was doing like the WebMD thing where I was like, oh my god, Munchausen's. And I was like, what if I have Munchausen's? Just famously, I love attention. Right. Um, <laughs> but I was trying to count and I was like, no, that's a normal amount of medical ailments medical problems (laughs) it's actually fine and normal to have adhd and uh diabetes yeah at the same time at the same time that's literally okay (laughs) it's like okay my thing is like even if all of these things are legitimate Mm -hmm. i just think she needs a pr person because her biggest crime is like not being able to log off and we, digging herself deeper and deeper holes. We all know people like this. It's like, I don't think celebrities are above average people or in this case, celebrities are not above others like pseudo media celebrities. Yeah. But you need to acknowledge that you shouldn't be engaging with these people. Yeah. Like it's, you're just making yourself look bad. I just thought, like, fucking Jamila Jamil can't leave anything alone. It's like she always needs to explain everything. Which is why she is in such a mess in the fucking press. How yeah. do you have five, like, Twitter trending topics about you being an idiot? In, At the same time. <laughs> in less than a calendar year. Yeah. Like, did you see her explanation for coming out as queer? To get out of trouble for being on that show? Well, she said that she's never not been out because she put a rainbow flag in her Twitter name a year ago when she felt comfortable. But the media, um, like, environment isn't safe for queer people. So now she feels like she has to actually say something to justify her access to spaces. I'd argue that the media has always been a safe space for um, beautiful, skinny, queer women who are in heterosexual, monogamous relationships. Yeah. <laughs> Is Anyone want to fight back? <laughs> <laughs> 
so, no so, reason. <laughs> so few spaces left for the, those of us that have eaten pussy a, few, a handful of times and are now in long-term heterosexual relationships. <laughs> Hard life. The media is doing something nobody else Actually, can. Actually, that was kind of generous to include Jamil Jamil in Well, if she's really been that ill so many times, I doubt she's had the chance. Yep. You're right. Munchausen, but for explaining why you haven't eaten pussy. <laughs> I have a headache 2.0. <laughs> I don't. I don't want to make any suggestions about Jamila Jamil's relationship, but I have a feeling she always has a headache. <laughs> I drive my car. <laughs> my jaw's wired shut. <laughs> like I can don't see text. you. It's not. <laughs> Did you ever know people like that who were like? I guess it's like Munchausen, it's like you gotta go really far for it to be clinical, but obviously you know people have like exaggerated their their medical problems. I went to elementary school with a girl who always faked having a broken arm. Okay, I love that for But her. she would have like a sling on for like three days and then it, sh- it wouldn't be on anymore and then like five days later she would have a sling again and like, you know. <laughs> like everybody went to school with one of those girls. She's sneaking her, she's sneaking her sling to, to school, school so she's in her backpack. Gym. Oh, I thought so, I was gonna say so. Her parents don't know she's faking having a broken arm. Just like oh yeah, <laughs> she's faking it for her parents. I knew a girl who pretended to have a broken leg, and we were like, "Why don't you have a cast?" And she's just hopping around on one leg. To be fair, she got really good at hopping around. On the leg. Oh, did you also see that um, Jamila Jamil had like the whole thing about her having cancer or whatever? Mm-hmm. So. Shout out to friend of the pod, mm-hmm. Anna, mm-hmm. who was like, now that I know Jamila Jamil faked having cancer, it explains why I've always been kind of attracted to her. Brackets, real friends know that I dated two girls that pretended to have cancer. That's their thing. thing. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's just like how fr- friend of the pod's uh, Gloria's type is, dies with adult circumcisions, so she's only had two boyfriends, and for some reason they've both been circumcised as adults. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> I knew a girl who faked cancer. Um, we were friends in high school. She was like a really insidious type of person in that we were friends, and then she decided she didn't like me, which is like just classic of girls around age, I don't know. Like, I'd say like 11 to like 16. Oh, yeah. You just choose one friend. You just decide you're in your group and you're, just, you're like, oh, I guess I don't have any of my friends because the person who makes the decisions in this friend group has decided I'm not it this week or ever again. Yep. Um, so she, she dated three guys in a row after I dated them. Nice. I was like, that's a horrible. Sign like after we one of them while we were still friends and then two of them afterwards, but she faked having cancer, and she also told everyone she was allergic to alcohol, so that she wouldn't be pressured to drink. Because she's like underage drinking. She's like I don't want to feel pressured to underage drink, so she 
pretended to be allergic to alcohol, and then when it was cool to drink underage, she was magically not allergic to alcohol. Weird. Weird how that works. And one time she freaked out and went home from school because I had a perfume in my bag okay. that had spilled in my bag and she was like, oh my god, it touched me. I'm having an allergic reaction. Perfume's alcohol-based. Guess what, stupid bitch? It was a perfume from Lush. It wasn't alcohol-based. I was like, busted! <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't even like a... It was a perfume oil. Synthetic perfume. <laughs> no. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> Guess what, bitch? <laughs> I knew a girl that was allergic to cinnamon. Yeah. Like, deathly allergic. Okay, sorry, this isn't funny anymore. I don't have to calm down. <laughs> and apparently there's cinnamon in a lot of hand sanitizers. Mm-hmm. But instead of, like, being smart about the fact that she had an extremely severe allergy, she would always borrow hand sanitizers from people and then go into anaphylaxis. It happened like three times. That's a bridge too far to draw, even if you're not getting enough attention at home, in my opinion. <laughs> right? Just sneeze really loud. Extreme <laughs> sneezes. Yo, okay, I was just telling you, I watched Cape Fear. Yeah. For the first time um, this weekend, because I've been watching all of the Martin Scorsese movies. Hmm. And you don't mix it up and throw one that's not about the mafia, but still has Robert De Niro in it. Every now and again. Anyways, so Robert De Niro, so hot when he was younger-ish. Really? In the 90s. Yeah. I had no idea. Huh. All right. Anyways, it really highlights the dangers of what can happen to you if you're not getting enough attention at home. Mm. Because she, like, engages, like, the teenage daughter engages in a pseudo-relationship with, like, a criminal who's been accused of aggravated rape who's stalking her family. Jesus. Because her parents aren't paying attention to her because they're like in the middle of a cheating scandal and a divorce. Okay. (laughs) Holy fuck. (laughs) Good movie though. Yeah. Should Mm -hmm. I watch it? Probably watch like Casino first. It's a better movie. Okay. (laughs) <laughs> if you think Robert De Niro's hot in Casino, I know you're gay, but <laughs> conceptually, if you think he's hot in Casino, then watch Cape Fear and you'll never think he's hot again. Hmm. <laughs> also, Jessica Lane is in Cape Fear when she's young and she's so beautiful. I love her. Yeah, she's so beautiful. Yeah. Okay, I'm sold. <laughs> <laughs> Should we talk about something besides Jamil and Jamil? Probably. I know that that's like the running theme on our podcast, but. I just, do you ever get that feeling where it's like, everyone likes someone, this isn't what's happening with Jamil and Jamil. Now everyone has mostly turned on her, but everyone likes someone and you hate them and you can't put your finger on what it is that they do. That's so bad or so insidious, but you hate them and you know they're not a good person and you know they're crazy and everyone around you is like, oh my God, they're so nice. You're intolerant. It's because you're a bitch. You don't like anyone. And then they just do all this crazy insane shit and you're like, I fucking told you this person sucks. I always knew they sucked. And then eventually other people come around and you're like, But it takes so long sometimes. Yeah, it really does. So, <clears throat> Andrew Yang dropped out of the presidential race. 
Finally. This week. I know it was super long shot. Yeah. It's he, crazy that he was in for as long as he was. He There were a lot of people who were yang game, but there's no chance. He just didn't... I don't know. He, he has, like, um, like, local politics energy. Yeah, for sure. And he just, like, wasn't bringing people out. So, of course, like, the dignified thing to do is drop out. Yeah, which is good. Like, I'm glad he did. He stuck mm-hmm. around for a while, you know, but it's time. Mm-hmm. Well, it was better for him. I'd rather watch him than Kamala or Cory Butter in the debates. Yeah, at least so he was... So I'm glad he... Even if it, though, it was, like, a big, long shot, I'm glad that he stuck around. I wish fucking Klobuchar would drop out. Yeah, oh my god. She never will, because she's a pit bull. She's, like, freaky, like... (laughs) Apparently she... Did you see the news story today? That was, like, Amy Klobuchar said, My name is Amy, but in my fourth grade Spanish class, they called me Elena. Yeah. (laughs) Oh my god, I was at my my desk at work. I was like, I think I need to take, like, emotional leave. (laughs) Honestly, Mental health leave effective now. <laughs> Long term disability. <laughs> <laughs> Me and Jamila. <laughs> mine was KO'd. Mine was caused by the news. Hers was <laughs> she was avoiding it. <clears throat> <laughs> Andrew Yang honestly is so like neutral. Like it was fine having him in the debates. I don't care, but it, it's like just drop out. At least he has dignity. Yeah, right. exactly. Like, I do think it's interesting that he is now going to be a correspondent for CNN. Yeah, weird, right? I'm not surprised. To- like, not that it, that it's him. I'm not surprised that any candidate would become a- drop out and then yeah. become a correspondent. I doubt they asked no. anyone who's dropped out thus far. To me, it seems like if they were... a what CNN thought to be a serious candidate, they wouldn't ask because of, like, potential bias perception. So to me, it seems like they didn't take him seriously as a candidate. That's entirely possible. I mean, of the earlier candidates who already dropped out, they had political political experience. Yeah. Like, Butter was a a mayor. Yeah. And Harris was a, a DA. Yeah. I also think he proved to be surprisingly one of the best speakers that's true on the yeah. debate stage so maybe that's that but and there was no chance of him being president so yeah i do kind of wonder if it's a conflict of interest though it feels like one to me like i could see like in the next election in four mm-hmm. years but for it for him to drop out and then immediately be like he's a correspondent is odd to me of course I understand the appeal for CNN. Oh, yeah, definitely. It's a huge debt. It just feels like a conflict. For them, it just feels like it should be a conflict of interest. But, yeah. I mean, the media's not ethical, I guess, so... <laughs> no, there's probably no rules about yeah. that. There's no rules about any of this stuff. I was learning a lot about, actually, campaign financing, how it works in Canada, because I've yeah. been so confused about... The way it works in the U.S., yeah. Because there's no cap. Yeah. On how much... You can campaign how much people can donate yeah or who can donate so much 
there's like a limit on how much any one entity or, or corporation or whatever can donate in Canada. Anyways, maybe he'll have interesting things to say. I think that at least as a candidate, he doesn't seem like he had a lot of animosity for the other people no. who were on the stage with him. So I don't think that will really Leak color in. his commentary, but I still just think it's a strange decision. It's, of course, a mutually beneficial decision for both Andrew Yang oh, and yeah. CNN. Did he endorse anyone when he dropped out? Elevator music. <laughs> Maybe he didn't because he knew he was going to do this. That's true, because I was going to say, like, he just seems so A lot neutral. of Yang Yang people are very close to being Bernie. Uh, Bernie. Yeah. It's because they're all left-leaning libertarians. <laughs> yep. No, there's just a list of people... So that endorsed him. He probably either already had this in the works, mm -hmm. or he, yeah, is just so like <laughs> doesn't give a fuck. He should have endorsed Bernie. Oh uh, yeah, but clearly he had plans. <laughs> so other ideas. Yeah, exactly. I did like the math hats. Yeah. I'm not gonna lie. I wear a hat that says math on it. It was kind of cute. Mm -hmm. I feel like he was really leaning into being Asian. Yeah, for sure. Joke about being Asian. Yeah. No one ever believes me that a lot of Asian shits are named Evelyn. It's true. His wife is literally named Evelyn. only other person I've ever known named Evelyn was Asian. The only people that are my age yeah. that are named Evelyn are usually Asian, yeah. Yeah. Apparently it's a name that's resurging in popularity though so it's like can't wait to have a bunch of streaming fucking five-year-olds running and hearing people yell Evelyn! a lot of french shits named ev but it's never short for Evelyn. no it's always short for uh like evangeline or yeah or evangeline oh yeah true yeah yeah very confusing in the office today they were talking about an interior decorator whose name was ev why does my office have an interior decorator what the fuck isn't it just an office? Yes. It's just gonna look like an office. Yes. <laughs> Does she specialize in a... Offices? I don't know. <laughs> I ho I I'll ask her if I get to meet her. <laughs> Thank you. I'm concerned. All right. All right. Let's move on. Unsurprisingly, Jake Paul making an ass of himself in the media again. Yet again. He published a tweet that was something to the effect of, like, he was giving advice to people with anxiety, advice, yeah. quote. And he more or less said, just, like, just remember that anxiety is all in your head. Yeah. And then people <laughs> absolutely flipped shit because, obviously, like, that's... Reductive. Yeah, exactly. All mental illnesses in your head. That's yeah. why it's mental illness. I don't know why anybody listens to Jake Paul or takes him seriously. It's like, don't talk about what he tweets and then nobody will have to hear it. That's a great point. Like, you know, they just keep giving him attention for saying stupid shit and doing stupid shit. It's like, stop paying attention to him. Obviously, that's what he's... Wanting. 
going for yeah. yeah he although that seems like the type of thing that he probably wouldn't even know was idiotic i think that one he legit i read the tweet mm-hmm. and i honestly think he was trying to be helpful yeah. which is like sad mm-hmm. but he's also like a 20 year old man or a 21 year old man so mm-hmm. like i'm not surprised with that hair yeah we all know what type of stuff he's done it's hair. really the like stop racism like <laughs> meme you know what i mean like <laughs> just found out about racism. racism damn that shit sucks it's like yeah that. just found out about anxiety um i think when this like stirred up there was another people's resurfaced tweets from Dan Bilzerian yeah. of all people where he was saying the exact same thing basically where he's like anxiety is just in your fucking head so I regrettably did a doodle deep dive today where I just doodled Dan Bilzerian anxiety and everything was like yeah I love smoking CBD <laughs> for my anxiety it's like I'm not I'm just gonna scan these quotes. I'm not gonna read any articles about Dan Bilzerian. Today. Not interested. Mm-mm. The whole like, uh, the discourse about anxiety is really frustrating to me because I feel like at f- it's like two sides of the coin. It's like anxiety's just in your head. Like, mm-hmm. just remember that it's not real. It's in your head. And then the other side of the discourse is like people only talk about anxiety, depression as mental illnesses. They don't talk about other mental illnesses. Yeah, and that's like, what I'm worried about. These are both annoying and bad. You know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. like, okay, so people are like, it's just in your head. So then you have to be like, no, it's a real mental illness. And then people mm-hmm. are like, yeah, but it's not as important as other. It's not as bad as other mental illnesses. Doesn't matter. It's like it. Uh, I promise you, it can't. It it could be potentially. All mental illnesses are uh, can be crippling, of yeah. course. Like, it, the discourse around anxiety is always going to be horrible. Hmm. I think that, like, personally, well, even, like, you get really stupid fucking shit from doctors about, like, kind of the physical repercussions of anxiety. Like, I wouldn't classify myself as someone who has, like, a generalized anxiety disorder or anything because I never had any problems with anxiety until, like... I was like traumatized um yeah. but and now I think that like I have symptoms of anxiety but it has more to do with yeah that's like, under the the broad range <laughs> of like anxiety disorder like well you know it's not the same thing yeah I think anyone can develop social anxiety if like someone makes it their personal project to convince you that everyone hates you yeah of course <laughs> Of course. <laughs> you know, obviously yeah. there'll be lasting scars from that sort of thing. And, you know, like, uh, like PTSD or related symbol- symptoms can have a lot of... You can develop anxiety attacks. Yes, <clears throat> definitely. From that sort of thing. And oftentimes, like, anxiety attacks that have, like, very severe, like, physical symptoms. Like, yeah. throwing up or asthma attack or sleepwalking, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Right? And it's like, how can you ignore things that are, like, clinically present? It doesn't really matter if it's psychosomatic. It, yeah. If there are tangible results. And even if it was only in your head, you can... The brain is the worst prison of 
them all. It, truly. Even truly. if it's really, really only in your brain, you, you can do so much immense suffering just within that, like... It's amazing. Five pounds of you. It's crazy. It's amazing how much you can torture yourself. My body's a prison and it's developed a really fun new side effect where when I get anxious, my entire body visibly shakes. And it's really skinny and good. Honestly, really skinny, yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> my personal favorite one lately is um, every time I sleep talk, I sit up in the middle of the night with my eyes closed and beg my boyfriend not to be mad at me. <laughs> that's that's what I do consciously actually oh okay <laughs> and if anyone I know doesn't respond to me like immediately I just immediately think that they're dead yeah that's a normal one though I don't ask them if they're dead unless they you just think they are mm -hmm. <laughs> they're gone unless it goes on for way too long if I texted you and you didn't respond for five hours it'd be like are you okay are you dead yeah what's going on <laughs> Just checking. <laughs> That's such a grace period. That's good. I was just like, just wondering. Like, it's it's okay if you are, but I'm, I'm just dead. wondering. I'm just in a tunnel. Okay, let's chill. Thank oh, you. Oh, sweet. Okay, no Thank problem. Thank you so much. No, no more questions. <laughs> um, my, my favorite anxiety thing, honestly, I wish Jake Paul would feel this way because I think it might actually help him socially to kind of mm. control some of his behaviors. Yeah. Is feeling anxious and then acting weird because you're anxious and thinking everybody else notices that you're acting weird and then apologizing and asking people if they're mad at you for being weird. But turns out you weren't being weird. And now you're being weird because you brought it up. Yeah. <laughs> I love doing that one. That would really tamper him. I, th I think he needs that. What people aren't talking about enough is um, <laughs> people who made themselves so crazy and anxious about being out of control that they have to stop using substances. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes anxiety is actually a good thing. Yeah, I'd say it's a net positive. Um, <laughs> so in that I way, Jake Paul's right. Just don't understand why people care if Jade Paul is contributing to a harmful dialogue about are, mental health. We can't look to is him a negative contribution to society. Of course, of course. I don't understand why people. I guess he has like young fault young followers. He shouldn't so people should be controlling what their children consume. <laughs> yes. I'm sorry, I don't believe that children should have unrestricted access to the internet. Zanny the nanny. Netflix the Netflix, <laughs> Netflix the and nanny. <laughs> Netflix and chill, but it's where I give my kid an out of it. Put him in front of <laughs> the TV. His little Jake Paul videos. Yeah. <laughs> I have been accused of being like a, a harmful mental illness person. Okay. Often. Have you? Um, yeah, because I think that like it is controversial to acknowledge that like you can take actions to improve yeah. your mental health. Like I'm really a big advocate for doing any positive thing and that doesn't mean that you're going to just magically not have anxiety i'm not telling people that you know i've had a lot of frustrating conversations with people about you know 
not feeling good, like any sort of mental health thing, dealing with sobriety or, you know, dealing with ADHD or whatever. Remember talking to this guy that I had such a big crush on when I was like quite young and him being like, you just need to like exercise and like spend time in nature. And I was like, I wish I was so pure as you. I wish, I wish, I really... I wish I was mentally healthy enough to be able to do that. A, you have to, a, you have to get there in the first place. And B, I can of course say that that's just one branch of an extremely complex web of things that you have to do to just manage your mental illness, not get rid of it. Exactly, yeah. Well, I was talking to some people the other day about anxiety and stuff like that, and like some discourse that I find really frustrating is like everybody should go to therapy. Because I love that discourse. <laughs> it's like, okay, maybe in an ideal world where everybody can find a therapist that's going to be actually helpful and not judgmental mm-hmm. and whatever, and everybody has access to therapy and blah, blah, blah. But I genuinely think that some people's personality types mm-hmm. do not fit well with therapy. And if they want to take meds that are going to help with their problems without going to therapy, that's fine. Also, you you can't... Not everyone can afford therapy. Plus, p- guess what? People who are money poor are also time poor. Exactly. I want to know when the fuck I'm supposed to go to therapy. Are there therapists that have 7 to 8 a.m. appointments? Yeah, or 10 p.m. appointments. If there are, DM, yeah. I guess. Uh, if they're <laughs> not under X, since over you think X amount of dollars. Therapy, yeah, <laughs> since you think they're... Yeah. <laughs> Is there an early bird discount? <laughs> My PayPal app pop in <laughs> since you want to act like everyone should go to therapy. <laughs> People telling themselves too. It's like every every comedian chick in a big city or whatever is always tweeting about therapy, and it's like I get it. Your parents pay rent. Well, that's the thing. It shouldn't make me so angry. I, this chick actually responded to. Uh, I made a joke about like. Because I've been so crazy in my sleep recently. Um, PTSD GF who streams in her sleep and flinches if you move too fast. Real. And someone quote tweeted it and was like, ha 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 ha, this used to be me. I'm so glad. Uh, you should really go to therapy. No kidding. I was like, oh yeah, this would definitely be really funny. I was like, yeah, I'm sure you really have that if you think this is so funny. funny. And it was just... I was like, dude, I spent a long time in therapy. I actually did that. <laughs> and um, it's been years. <laughs> We're still here. So um, I was like, well, I'm so glad that worked for you. And then she did all these apologize for like paragraphs. And was DM me if you ever need support. I was like, no, fuck you. Go away. Well, my... Oh, yeah. It's, it drives me crazy. It's just like, fuck. Mm. Some people, especially if they have anxiety or, like, depression or something, mm-hmm. just need medication. It's like, yeah. actually, my anxiety prevents me from talking to people about my problems, so I'm not interested <laughs> in paying someone money to pretend like they care. Just give me the Zoloft. <laughs> I think that there's, like... It's kind of like a, not choose your own adventure, but like choose your own solution. Like yeah. combine any 
one of these things you don't have to do all of them it'd be chill if you wanted to do all of them but everything doesn't work for everybody yeah, and isn't exactly. accessible to everybody i'm not personally a meditation person but um that's just that's you though that's yeah. me i think that meditation is amazing for some people need a it, lot of other people you know some people need it, yeah. I personally am not on it because I'm too scared to kill myself if I go off, and I am the type of person who will go off if That's I feel dead. Yeah. So. <laughs> and you know that about yourself. Yeah. Um, but I think that, you know, like, meditation, social support system, yeah. better material conditions, you exercise. know. Exercise. Exercise, <laughs> time outside. Fucking doing hobbies that you like. Yeah. Like taking taking care of your your physical body and the space that you occupy helps a lot. Huge. Like mental hygiene. So dependent on personal hygiene oh, and yeah. like the hygiene of your space. Like mental hygiene I would also include things like once you're well enough trying to knock things off that are giving you background anxiety yeah. having the conversation you don't want to have doing the chore you don't want to do sending the email you don't want to send totally those sorts of things can can really help and you can do like the little things until you start to b build on your baseline level yeah of wellness therapy is really not that the can... end all be all. And I don't think therapy fucking even helped me. Because you know what I did in therapy? Bits. Yeah. <laughs> I tried Same. I tried to make my psychiatrist laugh. <laughs> and didn't they? Yes. Yeah. That was very funny, it's but validating. He also didn't think I was um unwell because I was <laughs> using <laughs> humorous defense mechanism <laughs> well my thing is like right now i'm like what if i could find like a really inexpensive therapist because nothing else i've tried is helping me mm -hmm. but i already did the therapy thing and it didn't work so i'm like maybe it'll work this time mm -hmm. but i think you have to have a very specific personality type narcissistic effective. <laughs> okay <laughs> you know what i mean yeah like all I need is the mic, baby. Um, Same. Yeah, comedy is comedy. <laughs> comedy. Sometimes comedy is therapy. Laugh therapy. Um, but like, it's like, I know I, I'm self-aware mm -hmm. of what the problem is. Too self-aware. Yeah. And so <laughs> therapy is not going to help that problem. Well, <laughs> like, okay, not to be a, a, a pseudoscientist here, but yeah. if rumination is bad. Yeah. And we can all acknowledge that rumination is bad and we're already thinking about our own problems all the time, talking about our problems with our friends and loved ones. Is talking about it even more going to really help? My problem with therapy too is also, I hate it when people give me solutions. I'm like, no, just let me be crazy until I'm done being crazy. And ther yeah. therapy... <laughs> they want to fix your problems. <laughs> doesn't help... Bad. with that also i don't think i have problems interpersonally yeah and i think that that's a lot of what therapy is about therapy is about is treating you not to be bad to other people yeah. i've always only been a self-abusive mentally ill person 
Mine is mostly once I project the self-abusive behavior and then I start acting crazy yeah. to other people. Because you're... Because I think I'm already doing it. Yeah. <laughs> you know? But it's <laughs> like, you're right though. Like, it is mostly about, like, finding solutions to the problems. And it's like, I only want you to give me a solution to the problem if you're going to help me do that thing. Implement. Right? It's like, mm-hmm. oh, I'm having a problem with this person. Okay, well, do you want me to help you write a message to them to sort out the problem? Like, instead of just mm-hmm. being like, well, you need to talk to them. It's like, okay, I know that. You <laughs> Help me write the message or don't tell me to fix it. You know what we need for people who are, like, uh, mentally ill or have learning disabilities or whatever? Like, normalize personal support workers instead of therapists because my life has improved so much more since like my boyfriend has been helping me do my finances yeah no I feel that 100% you know what I mean I needed someone to my more type a friends to teach me how to use a doodle calendar my life is so much better now that I use a doodle calendar because my friend (laughs) Who was really into using planners and stuff showed me how to do that. Mike is showing me how to improve my credit and pay off my debt. (laughs) You know what I mean? That's really, really helpful. But not everyone has people in there. Also, like, I don't have a family situation where these skills skills are... uh, taught to me or like <laughs> imparted on you in any way yeah. no yeah um so not everyone has those those people around them and i understand that um but i think that would be a helpful kind of professional to, to have. access even like, if you could pay pra- instead of a therapist pay a person to help you with those things a practical skills person will think about it in practice the best thing you can do for your friend who is in a deep 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 depression like a hole yeah. where they can't get out of their bed, their house is disgusting or whatever, is to go to their house, help them clean up, and fucking give them a meal. Literally. That's, that's the best. The only thing that helps. Fucking throw them in the shower. <laughs> like if your friend can't go to the grocery store, mm-hmm. help them do that. You know what I mean? Like, actually, like, physically in, helping them. Improve their conditions. Yeah. <laughs> Straight up. I don't know. I just... I'm frustrated by a lot of the kind of intangibility and floweriness that I think... Of, like, mental health discourse. Yes. Yeah. And I obviously, like, I'm a pragmatic person, so that sort of thing frustrates me in general. And I'm not saying don't be sensitive to your friends or don't... Because if you weren't being sensitive to them, you'd be like, well, why can't you just get out of the bed in your room yeah. or whatever? It's about understanding what's going on with yourself or with your loved ones and then trying your best to take practical approaches to fixing what you can exactly until you can start to work on things that are a little bit trickier mm-hmm. <laughs> like what's causing you to let your life fall into complete decay once a month <laughs> <laughs> well that's the thing is it's like i do think that we need to i think that there's a lot of conversation about like you can't expect your friends to be your therapists mm-hmm. which is true but mm-hmm. I think that we need to normalize relying on our social support systems or our loved ones to help us when we're having trouble, but it needs to be reciprocal. Yeah, That's just, where the problem is. I was just going to say, I think we need to 
teach people not to give of themselves to relationships that aren't reciprocal and to know that it's not always going to be 50-50. It's going to go back and forth between being fucking... But it should come back. 40-60, whatever. Exactly. Because sometimes you're unwell, sometimes your friend is unwell, or not necessarily even unwell. Sometimes your friend needs you, sometimes you need your friend. It's very inconvenient if you you need each other at the same time, depending on what kind of need each other situation it is, I guess. (laughs) But... Yeah, no, it's true though. But then it's like, if that person is always relying on you like heavily mm-hmm. to your detriment, yeah, then that's a problem. Of course. And like, this is a lesson that we, we all have to learn because like, I know that personally I have very limited emotional resources. Yeah. Like I can really only carry three or four people in my life at a time that at the drop of a hat, I would provide like in-depth emotional support support for them. Yeah. But I know that all of those people, of course, would do the exact same for me and have done the exact same for me. But you have to learn that you're just going to keep pouring and pouring and pouring of yourself. The more of these relationships that you decide to nurture... If you're not cutting people off when they're not meeting your needs, mm-hmm. right? Like, and you have to you have to define what your needs and are. And it's like, yeah, they have problems. You have problems too. That's why it needs to be a reciprocal relationship, so you can help each other out. Yeah, exactly. And if you have a friend that's always having a problem, mm-hmm. it's like, okay, is this because they're mentally ill? Or are they causing their own problems? I had to without s- that. <laughs> stop being friends with someone for like a lot of reasons. Yeah. But one of the main things was if she was late for work because it snowed, she needed or something fucking stupid like that. Huge problem. Huge, huge, huge problem. Meanwhile, like I was going through something like serious or whatever and it's like the whole day was about her being late for work because it snowed yeah it's like who cares and it's like something like this happens every day because hello of course yeah bad stuff happens all All the the time time. tiny bad stuff minor inconveniences yeah this shouldn't (laughs) and if it is that's another like the problem isn't that minor things are inconveniencing you that's a larger issue in you know? in that person's life, if that if everything little thing sidetracks you, yeah, that should be unless you're just complaining about <laughs> being late for work because it's snowing and it's not really about being late for work. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, you know, you know what I mean. Which is okay if you're you're really going through it, but. It's okay to complain about that sort of thing to your friend. It should be four text messages back and forth. And then though. you're done. Yeah. And then you could talk about something yeah, else. We don't need to talk about it all day. Because <laughs> guess what? You're at work now. Like, oh, that fucking sucks. Yeah, it's gross out. Next question. <laughs> Literally. Like, damn, that's crazy. Damn, that shit's crazy. <laughs> Sorry, you guys just walked into Damn, That's Crazy, the podcast again. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> 
Damn, that's crazy. How many times have we advocated for people to say, damn, that's crazy on this pod? Uh, at least 25% of every, the episodes. Every time we talk about mental health, no. we're like, it is okay to say, damn, that's crazy to your friend. Yeah. Sometimes they don't need you to empathize with them for, like, ever about something, you know? I just have seen so many people run themselves absolutely dry. And I've done this to myself, too. too, especially because I was in some very difficult uh, and, like, emotionally intense, emotionally volatile friendships and relationships at the same time. Yeah. Where it's like you get used to this. You literally become a shell of yourself. Absolutely. Because you're just... The reason why people call it, like, being an emotional vampire. Yeah. Well, that's the other thing, too, is sometimes you have all of these really emotionally draining friendships, and then mm-hmm. you start dating a person, mm-hmm. and your friends are like, why are, why are you acting different? And it's like, because I am putting my energy into nurturing a healthy relationship instead mm-hmm. of being available 100% of the time for you. Mm-hmm. Just because I don't have anything else going on. They you know you damn mean? at work. <laughs> Bitch, are you gay at my work? Yeah, it's like actually I'm doing something else, right? Like, I can't, I don't know what's going on with you that you need me to be available, drop at the hat, 100% attention, 100% of the time. Yeah. I can't do it. I can't do it. And I was only doing it before because it was like. I'd, maybe I didn't have a lot going on. Maybe I didn't on. have a lot going on, but now I do. So <laughs> Maybe I was working 15 hours a week and didn't have a boyfriend and was kind of bored. <laughs> <laughs> well? <laughs> well, it just doesn't seem as emotionally draining if you don't have other things that are taking up emotional resources. Because it literally takes... Or just like you're not tired in general. Yeah. Then once you are, it's like, why the fuck am I doing this? Yeah, I don't know. I feel... This is, like, kind of how I feel about, um, like, okay. <laughs> Anyways, yeah. should we move on? Yes. Should we talk about... Uh, let's just do beefs. Yeah, let's talk We've about the internet. We've been for a long time. Let's talk about the internet. The internet. The internet. The internet. Do you guys like this new mic? We're not keeping it. I know. I have to test all the mics by whispering into them. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, happy Valentine's Day to Ben Hadel. Happy Valentine's Day, Ben. <laughs> okay. You do your read first. I've been talking so much. Okay. Like every fucking episode. <laughs> um, I have a new comedy beef. Mmm. Yeah. It's just like when comedians don't have six minutes and then they do crowd work. Yeah. I've just been to a lot of shows in the last week and a half and I've been seeing a lot of it. Mm-hmm. You're doing a lot of shows, so I can do no shows. Exactly. I'm really carrying the team here, and I'm really having to experience a lot of negative crowd work. I'm really enjoying not doing spots. It's so yeah. bad. I don't know. I'm tired. Anyways. Yeah, it's fine. I hate crowd work. I don't think that it... Okay. It is a skill that you have to be able to do, like, if there's a disturbance in the audience yeah. or something. Like, if something comes up and it would be weird to ignore it. I've seen people bomb because something, like, happens in the room and they don't and acknowledge they it. they can't address it, yeah. It's like, okay, you're allowed to break the fourth wall. Stop doing your rote Yeah, set. exactly. Mm-hmm. It's like, I don't think you should be doing crowd work unless something happens. Mm-hmm. If you're not being, doing a feature or hosting. My... Why are you doing crowd work on a six-minute spot? 
I've seen so many guys who I don't know what fucking book they're reading about comedy. It's so cute. <laughs> they're like, they're on like their fifth set. They get on stage and they're like, okay, everyone, I'm just gonna work on use my spot to work on crowd work. Yeah, I'm gonna tonight. practice crowd work. Like. Unless your name is Tavis Mapleson, get the fuck away from me. Literally. <laughs> there are comedians who only do crowd work, but not good ones. No, for the most part. Mm-mm. It's not good. It's just like, practice on sounding off the cuff on your prepared material. Practice on not sounding like a robot who can only say their jokes in one order. Here's my problem with crowd work. When people are like, you don't do crowd work. I'm like, well, first of all, I'm... I don't talk to people I don't know. So <laughs> that's going to be a problem. Bid, bid problem um, right off the bat. Second of all, audience members aren't comedians for a reason. Don't, yeah. You're wasting time when you could be making people laugh, talking to the audience, and people who will answer you when you're doing crowd work will either kill a vibe because they don't want to talk to you, which is totally fair. Or they'll say, they'll be the type of person that thinks they're really funny and say the least funny thing ever. Yeah. Which also wastes your time on stage being tragically unfunny. And it's not even your fault, but it also is. But it is. Yeah. You rarely find a person in the audience who understands the role that they're playing. Because... You brought them into an unconsensual agreement that they weren't prepared for. Exactly. It's your, it's, you have to be more responsible as the comedian. I just, I hate when a comedian's like, okay, I'm going to do crowd work. And then they're like, what do you do for work? This always happens in Ottawa. What do you do for Mm -hmm. work? And someone's like, I work for the government. And they're like, okay, boring. It's like, well, why did you ask if you weren't going to say something funny? Yeah. Don't do crowd work if you can't come up with shit to say. Right? Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. What are you, and what are you gonna say to that? Like, oh, what do you think about Justin Turdo? Like, you can't be funny. Yeah. Doing crowd anything that ever happens that's funny from an interaction with the audience comes up organically because something happens in the room or the audience gives you something and you, you say something it. back. It's yeah. not because you are fucking mining. The audience. For content, yeah. It's not how it works. My least favorite thing, too, is, like, people are, like, six minutes. They're, like, I guess I'll do, like, a minute. They're, like, I don't know how how many jokes I have tonight. I guess I'll do a minute, a minute and a half of crowd work off the top. It's, like, oh, so you, you're openly admitting you have four and a half minutes yeah, of material. Yeah, so you're admitting that you can't do jokes. <laughs> Sucks. Yeah, you're not encouraging me to get back on the train of dudes. No, I'm kidding. I'm sorry. I'm doing some spots. Yeah, yeah. I'm writing roast right now, actually. Hell yeah. Because I'm presenting officially. Yay! We're both presenting at the Comedy Awards show, which is in like two months, but I'm already (laughs) excited. I love writing roast and dressing up. Yeah. Mm, Okay, my beef this week is with Film Twitter. Okay. So, there was a tweet that I retweeted that was about Martin Scorsese, Mm -hmm. and it was just a fucking joke. Okay. So, doodle. 
S-C-O-R-C-E-S-E. Okay. So I retweeted um, at Andrew Paul Joyce, and he said, 80% of Storsese movies. Duop music plays. Voiceover. In the old neighborhood, things had a way of getting done. Three hours of transition shots of people loading things on trucks, punctuated by violence. We didn't know how good we had it. <laughs> That's funny. And people were like, uh, Martin Scorsese didn't only have mafia movies. He has like three mafia movies. Uh, this is really ignores the rest of his body of amazing work. It's like, oh my God, you guys can't see me, but I'm doing jack off motion. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, really paint a picture for the, for the listeners. <laughs> I'm doing a jack-off motion, like, so much. Um, he First of all, he said 80% of Scorsese movies. Second of all, it's a joke. The number one way to ruin a joke is to fact-check a fucking joke. Never be overly literal. Don't fact-check me. No, never be overly literal in response to a joke. If you... I was fighting with someone about this because I retweeted it. Yeah. I saw the tweet and was like... Man, everyone needs to shut the fuck up in these replies. Yeah. Then I retweeted it. People started doing the same shit in my replies. Oh my god. I was like, dude, shut up. And people were like, oh, I know that you think this is a joke, but it's not a very good one. Why? Because somebody said something about your precious Martin Scorsese, who I like too. He's not gonna fuck you. Yeah, he doesn't care. He doesn't even use the internet. One of the most, like, preeminent directors of the 20th century. Yeah. He doesn't give a fuck. A fuck that some people online who probably like his movies made a joke. Are making a joke about him for their little Twitter followers. People People love to defend dumb stuff. They love to dick ride for people who are already literally the most popular people in their field. This is like yeah. when you made a tweet about Nirvana and every fucking 34-year-old guy in a newsboy cap was down your throat. Yeah, exactly. Or when I made a country music tweet and everybody was adding me about country music duets. It's like, whoa, this is just my opinion. I literally tweeted that I like group fitness today because it's only for women and gays. Yeah. And guys were like, Oh, I could never work out with other people there. I was like, the tweet literally says, I <laughs> like, like group, group fitness. fitness. I don't, not you. Me. Me. <laughs> I'm me. I'm me. <laughs> I like group fitness. <laughs> You're not me. I'm me. Literally. <laughs> people read stuff on the internet and they're like, why doesn't this apply to me? Everything's for me. Everything's always been for me. This is all mine. Dude, people need to get punched more. Just like in Martin Scorsese's movies. People do need to get punched more. I've been watching only Mafia movies recently and I really like it. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) I made a joke about that. I've been only watching Mafia movies. you like it. I like movies that are for boys unless they're about space or war. Yeah. Mafia movies. Or racing, right? Racing? Like cars. 
As long as it's not specifically about the car, but yeah, like people are like Ford versus Ferrari is in the Oscars, and I was like, mm, that has two tar names in it. Like, I'm not gonna watch. Are they in space? <laughs> I like mafia movies and like action movies and stuff. Yeah, but I think that's just because it might have been like a brainwashing thing due to like me always having to vote with my two brothers on what movie we were gonna watch and it obviously always being two to one. Every time. Every single time. Oh yeah. You don't wanna know how many times I've seen Die Hard 2. It's not even good. It's not even a Christmas movie. No. Okay, enough. <laughs> Should we do Dumb Bitch of the Week? Yeah. Okay, it's, it's time, time for, for Dumb Bitch of the Week. Okay, this is kind of a multi-part I'm episode. Excited. And the context is important. Okay. So, I posted a picture on my Instagram story of my grocery cart, oh, which yeah. had spilled out and uh, toppled over in the snow. Yeah. Tragic. Some guy took this moment to reply to this story of my bad day mm-hmm. and said, Haha, we should hang out soon. Uh, okay. So I replied to him and said, I extremely have a boyfriend. Yes. Then I muted him and put him in my general folder. (laughs) Banished. (laughs) Okay. So I posted a screenshot of him just saying, like, with his info blocked out, but Mm -hmm. do you want to hang out? And me saying, I extremely have a boyfriend. Yeah. On Twitter and captioned it, I'm dropping hints that I have a boyfriend. boyfriend. Yeah. Then my DM requests on Insta- on Twitter just became entirely full of guys being like, do you actually have a boyfriend? Do you actually have what? a boyfriend? Or was that just a joke? Do you actually have a boyfriend? Maybe you don't have the boyfriend that you should have. Interesting tactic. Um... Just because you have a boyfriend, you can't block whoever you want. I'll block you too as well. You can't have anybody. What? These were all in response to me posting a screenshot that said I have a boyfriend. What the fuck? I know. You should just tweet I have a boyfriend and see what happens. (laughs) I was like, how could I be any clearer why would you think it's a joke that i'm saying that to a g- i have a boyfriend i'm like it says i have a boyfriend twice in this post and you're still in my dms being like do you, do you have- actually have a boyfriend or maybe you don't have the right boyfriend it's like yeah i'm pretty sure i have the right boyfriend and i'm not supposed to be dating a 48 year old bald fat guy from fucking minneapolis with 18 followers on Twitter. I'm Go good. fuck yourself. Good love. <laughs> no shade on Minneapolis. <laughs> A little though. God, people are fucking annoying. <laughs> Women are better in that way because they'll just leave you alone. Because they Once were... they find out. Like they're like, oh, never mind. Because A, they understand. Women respect relationships. Yeah, they yeah. understand. Men are like, you have a boyfriend. They're like, what the fuck does that matter to me? I'm like, well, my boyfriend weighs 260 pounds and he's 6'3. I think that should matter to you. 
<laughs> and he's online. I'll block you. I'll block you online. He'll block you in real life. Like, <laughs> it's your decision. You choose. <laughs> You can't just block whoever you want. I'll block you too. It's like, yeah, that really hurts my feelings when someone I blocked blocked me. When someone I haven't blocked yet DM requests me. Like, who are you? I don't know you. Anyways, men love a challenge. <laughs> I would say that my uh, my overall like horny DMs and replies have gone down significantly since I started being relatively vocal about being in a uh, loving and long term monogamous relationship. But the craziness of the DMs that still comes through is worse because these guys don't value their lives. They're not horny, or they are more horny. Yes. Yeah. They either or they're being really like weird about dl it. about being horny it's like i know you're dming me because you're horny yeah but you gotta go this other way and i know because they're not asking they're not talking about specific things that i would answer to yeah. they're not talking about a topic yeah they're just talking about things that aren't specifically horny yeah no, I know what you mean. It's different than someone asking about the podcast or like asking about something that I posted or it's whatever. Like they're also engaging with you. It's not specifically just being fucking weird. Oh, I'm tired. I'm tired. Also, people, I tweeted that I block just block everyone who's horny to me now, and the replies to it, as I was telling you, were so strange. Guys were like, "Well, you're not even attractive." It's like. Whoa, guys get so fucking freaked out as soon as you tweet about blocking people. Like, don't block me. It's like, okay, don't be weird then. <laughs> and I won't. The guy, the guy said, well, you're not attractive. His username was like, Sunaj's opinion. And I was almost like, well, that's just Sunaj's <laughs> opinion. <laughs> I was like, I did just block him. That's easier. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you have a tweet this <laughs> I do. Let me find it. Well, that's just Stupach's opinion. <laughs> Fuck. Okay, my tweet this week is from Jess, Jeff Kasanoff. Mm -hmm. At Jeff Kasanoff. J-E-F-F-K-A-S-A-N-O-F-F. Mm-hmm. Being a serial killer is much like being a comedian in that you either hit it big and get your own Netflix special or you spend eternity or you spend eternity popping up on shitty podcasts. That is a big fucking mood. It's 100% true. <laughs> Unfortunately. <laughs> All right. It's healthy to sell phone on the pod. <laughs> what do you think having a podcast is just a long-term cell phone all right so my what? tweet is, don't worry about it my tweet of the week is from jaynooch yes j-a-y-n-o-o-c-h and she said me bitches be doo doing people on twitter people on twitter well actually i have a disorder where <laughs> If I poop, I die. <laughs> so thanks for invalidating my pain and life experience. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking funny. 
Bitches be do doing. I have a disorder where if I poop, I die. All women have that. <laughs> you know what I was gonna tweet today? But I knew it was gonna get me canceled. Maybe I'll tweet it later. Um, just I felt I was like, I know I have friends with IBS, I shouldn't tweet this, but oh. I was gonna tweet like why do people talk openly about having IBS? Like now we just all know that you poop weird. Poop yourself. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> to clarify, I poop very normal. Um, I if know. it seems like. <laughs> and again, that's the tension, tension that informs the podcast. Poop myself as an adult. <laughs> Most people have it. People have asked me that a lot of times. And if then, I have? No. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely fine. Why would somebody ask me that? <laughs> <laughs> no, people have asked me if I've ever pooped yourself pooped as an adult. Where um, I just had an accident. More so, and then in order to console them in case they have shit themselves as an adult, I have to tell them that I piss myself as an adult <laughs> to make them feel. You know, like I'm trying to be thorough about answering the question. You're like, no, I haven't, but I have done this. Yeah. I've never peed myself as an adult. I pee myself. Like, probably, like, two or three years ago, when I, like, within the first two weeks that I had started my last job, <laughs> and I was, I was leaving, I was hammered um, at a work event, that, at a job I had just started, and I <laughs> was leaving the function, and I was waiting on a bus stop, and there was like nowhere around and I just pissed myself <laughs> and I was wearing light pink dress pants. <laughs> there was no hiding that. What do you do? You're just stuck. You just are. You just are. Yeah. The last time I peed my pants was as a child, but it was on purpose. <laughs> Why? Um, I was, just to see how it falls? No. I was doing EQAO, which is like standardized testing for non-Ontarians. Um, <laughs> and they wouldn't let me leave the room to go to the bathroom until I finished my test. And I was like, I can't finish my test. I have to go to the bathroom until like, before I can finish. And they're like, well, you can't. If you leave the room, you're done the test. So I peed my pants. That's hard as fuck. And then my teacher tried to like make me not feel embarrassed. And I was like, I don't care. That's a real. This that's is a, your fault. An insanely hard dick move for an eleven-year-old. I have to say, I I've never been that cool again. <laughs> God, one time, like just owning yourself to prove a point. One time, my mom told me to pull my pants up because um, she could, like, I guess, see my underwear or something when we were like about to walk into a restaurant. The Lone Star, to be specific. Perfect. And I took my pants off in the Lone Star part. <laughs> How old were you? I was 15 or 16. Did she get really mad at you? Yeah. What, did you guys go home? <laughs> no. I still got my tuts, Max. 
right. She yelled at me, and then she was like, that's some shit I would do. Literally. <laughs> <laughs> Whoops. Mm-hmm. All right. We should, pl- we should close this episode. <laughs> my pants in Lone Star parking lot when I was 15 and not even for the regular reasons you know <laughs> all, right. all right bye everybody bye guys